Haley, it is the first episode. It's the very first one. That's a hit. That's a hit. It's the new podcast that talks about hits. Hits. Oh my God, everybody, I'm so, so happy to be doing this podcast. This is, this is amazing. We've been postponing it for like a year now. Quite literally. L- literally a year now. And we're now finally just getting to it. We've finally had enough time to really start doing research that we wanted to do for the episodes. Mm-hmm. We kind of got our kind of got an idea of what we want to do, what we want to talk about, how we want the episode to go. So, if you are here from Dude, Where's My Killer? Hi! Thank you for joining our, joining our second show. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this isn't going to be like a true crime comedy. I don't think they're going to cover anybody that got murdered or murdered somebody for a hit. Not yet. Not, Not that yet. we know of. I do know one song that's based on a murder, though, that we can cover. That's pretty cool. I know I know a few songs that mm-hmm. are based on crimes. Yeah, so maybe we'll do that one day. But right now, it's just going to be straight up just fun. Yes. This is going to be more of us and our element. If you think we're funny and fun on Dude, Where's My Killer? This is without killing to make us sad. Yeah. It's just... Comedy without the murder. Yeah, without crimes. Without crimes at that. Comedy. No, I wouldn't say that because... We'll get some crimes. We'll but, get some crimes. But right now, it's no crimes. Definitely yeah. this episode's no crimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, with that said, Haley, uh, I guess for right now, we're just going to do, because this is the first episode, we don't know if this is going to catch on yet or not. Yeah. Because we don't have an audience yet for This is it. true. This is, we're so, uncharted territory. So right now, I guess if you do want to support this podcast, um, I don't know what exactly the platform is going to be on yet, because we don't know. We know it's on Anchor, mm-hmm. so definitely favorite it on Anchor. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Anchor, again, for giving us a platform where we could do this podcast, because mm-hmm. it's awesome. Um. But past that, follow our social medias. Dude, where's my killer? Will be the social media for this one for right now. So we got down on Instagram, dude, where's my killer? Uh, Twitter, dude, where's my killer? Facebook, dude, where's my killer? Facebook group. So uh, follow us on the social medias. Also, we do have an email. So if you do want to email us, the it- email address is here's your killer. Well, we got an email for this one too. We did. Yeah, we got it. That's that's a hit without the without the apostrophe on the, on that's. Yeah, you so, can't put apostrophes in an email address yeah. anyway. Yeah, so just to make sure people know, but that's a hit twenty twenty at yahoo dot com. Woo woo Yahoo. So yes, yeah, that's a hit. 2020 at yahoo.com. If you want to email us, tell us maybe a hit that you want us to break down. Yeah. I don't know. We got a lot of hits that we're covering. And if you got a song uh, that you want us to break down, we will break it down for you. Well, I mean, the Billboard charts started in the 1930s. So, you know. Speaking of which, do you know who had the very first number one hit? No, I do not. Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra, really? Frank Sinatra. Do you know what song it was? I think it was, <coughs> me. you know what, I don't remember. Hmm. It might have been I Fall in Love Too Easily, but that is just a... a, a Off the top of your head, Yeah, guess. that's just a guess. Well, you want me to tell you something? Sure. Not surprised because Frank Sinatra's the best. He is the man. He's the best. 
Well, we're going to get into something that is not Frank Sinatra. Yeah, this is very much not Frank Sinatra. <laughs> and when Haley heard the song, she literally made the most disgusted face I think I've ever seen Haley make in her lifetime. I did not like this song. I think literally Haley's face while listening to this whole entire song was literally a face of, I just smelt a fart inside of an elevator. And I have to ride all the way up to the top floor. Yeah. Of the Empire State Building. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go up 72 floors until I get out of this fart cloud. Literally, when the outro came on, Haley literally made an audible. Because the whole entire time, you're just making a face. Yeah. When the outro came on, you literally made an audible of... <gasps> like, like this just... Does this song not end? Yeah. It, it <laughs> felt like it did not end. This was... The longest song. <laughs> the longest song. And to give also preference, that's a hit is not a dish podcast. It's not a dish podcast. But it is But it's not not a dish podcast. I say we're more of a criticized podcast. We're more a critique podcast, maybe. Okay. I'll say it's kinda sort of a little bit uh, nicer version of how does it get made, maybe? Or would you say we are on that level of how does it get made? I'm on that level. Okay. I don't know about you, but I'm on that level. <laughs> maybe I'll be the June and you can be the Jason. <laughs> I also think that we kind of have two different ideas of what this podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, well, the thing is that we're going to do controversial hits. So some of them might be good. Some of them might not be good. Okay. Right now, I think a lot of people would decide this song as a good song. While you, on the other hand, do not. I don't. Yeah, this side is as a very awful song. Why don't we just tell them what the song is? The song for our first episode, is... which they already probably know because I'm going to label it when we do that. Yeah, but I but mean, the song for the first episode is Young Jeezy's "My President." Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> Um, I'll, this is what I, here's my opinion on this. <coughs> I feel like, well, first of all, what year did this come out in? Um, came out in, was recorded in 2008. Two th- recorded in 2008. Released in 2009. So, so we'll I'll, get into that a little bit later. Well, yeah. I just wanted to get the year because this sounds like every other rap song that came out around that time. They all had that same... Well, we get a little bit to the reason why it has that well, as well. I, I'm pretty sure it has to do with who produced it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, it's one of those songs where... And we'll get into the reasoning behind kind of how the song is made and, like, you know, mm-hmm. what's what's what probably offends you about the song a little bit there. It just, I don't like it. Don't but it's a, song, it. it's a song that definitely isn't made for Haley. Haley has kind of sort of a family background of music. You couldn't, uh, yeah. Which you just now... Interesting enough, you didn't bring this up. Your mom brought this up today. You yeah. never brought this up to me. Yeah. But you have a Grammy-nominated dad who actually recorded an album in his music studio. Yeah. It was a Grammy-nominated album that was recorded in his basement studio. 
And you see that, that how Haley just makes it just tamely like, yeah, I had a Grammy-nominated album recorded at my house. <laughs> well, I mean, it just... It, it doesn't... Most people would be like, that's awesome. And you're just like, yeah, I had a Grammy-nominated album recorded at my house. I mean, no big deal. I guess in my head, I didn't have anything to do with it. So I, it, it felt very foreign to me. I mean, I'm pretty sure they have some baby. They have some of your little kid pitter patters on in, inside the recording somewhere. I, <laughs> I was also in middle school. I was in sixth grade. I tried to make it a big deal back when he was he was there. He he got to go to the Grammys. That's awesome. Yeah. So your dad went to the Grammys and everything. Dad went to the Grammys. He got some swag bags. He, I mean, yeah. That's, this is interesting. Your dad, you and your dad have not once ever mentioned this to me. Yeah, no. By the way, oh, we probably should mention that we are a couple right here. So yeah, we are we are um, boyfriend and girlfriend, one day husband and wife, <laughs> pro, more than likely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, minus if something drastically bad happens, like uh, someone's in a tragic windmill accident or something. Windmill accident or somebody. Catches a brain aneurysm from listening to Young Jeezy's My President too many times. Um, <laughs> I think I can say that will not happen to me. This was my one and only time hearing this song. Alright, so can we get into some of the information of this song, I guess, then? Yeah. Okay, so some of the information of this song. Um, it is recorded... In June 3rd, 2008, mm. in between 2.04 a.m. and 2.09 a.m. Wait, it was... No. This song was recorded in f- five minutes, essentially? Yes. So, <clears throat> we'll get into how this song's made. And you'll be... And I'm trying to, I'm kind of sort of interested that you didn't pick up on it. Um, released in digital download format. Uh huh. Um, it was the official release date was November fifteenth, two thousand eight. The genre is political hip hop, southern hip hop, and the official album version leaf in the song, which you just heard, was five minutes and twenty nine seconds. Uh huh. While the radio edit is 4 minutes and 23 seconds. Okay. And the label that this is released under is Corporate Fugs, which is Young Jeezy's label. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's a subsidiary to Def Jam. Yeah. Mm. So the songwriters on this song is Wayne, is J. Wayne Jenkins, which is the official name of Young Jeezy. Okay. And Nazir Ben Ula Dar Jones. Nice. Can I? Uh, hmm. I was about to say, can I guess who that is? Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> we're still building up. We're still building up on this one. We we had a, we it's have a Nas. lot of chemistry. We have a lot of chemistry on Dude Where's My Killer, but we got to get some, develop that chemistry on this one. Okay. <laughs> All right. The producer who you can say you relate to because he has a lot of relatable hits like this one. Is the business the business the business is it the or duh the business d t h a oh the okay mm-hmm. so the business um 
So you probably know him because he's done a, he's, he's released a shit ton of hits in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know he's. What working. are what are some? Um, good one. <laughs> I would have to look that one up. I was trying to look it up, but uh, the internet right now at our house is not uh working very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> working very well. Okay. Well, you say a shit ton, and I'm like, well. What's well, ah, the ship done? We'll get we'll get into some of it later on. Uh-huh. We'll get into some of it later on. Okay. Um. So other background about this song, it was the fourth single released on Young Jeezy's third solo album, The Recession. Um. It was ranked 16th on the Rolling Stones list of 100 best songs of 2008. What? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Ranked 16th best song in 2008. Well, okay. That Here's the deal. On the front of that, it does sound crazy. Mm-hmm. But then I think about it and I'm like, wait a minute. This is 2008. This is probably like the worst time for oh, it's, music. Oh, it's definitely. Oh, I'm going to tell you some of these hits later on. It's definitely one of the trashiest years of music. Yeah. <laughs> uh So, little facts about this song. Um, it is actually the unification of a collaboration between Nas and Young Jeezy, who at the time was actually feuding because of Nas's album that came out in 2006, Hip Hop Is Dead. Damn, Nas. Yeah, he pretty much released the album trying to just... Damn everybody that's a hip hop artist in 2006, because as you said, hip hop was pretty much going, the music was pretty much going to trash. To hell? <laughs> it was just bad music. Yeah, bad music all around. All around, I would say, is bad music. Yeah. In general. Um, so, interesting fact about the song it was recorded on the day Barack Obama won the Democratic nomination. Uh, okay. Okay. Because I was like, wait, you said it was recorded in June of 2008. Mm-hmm. Barack Obama was not president yet. Not president, but he just won the he Democratic nomination. He won the Democratic nomination. nomination. Okay. That's the reason why the song was released on November 2008. Oh. After he won the presidency. So they recorded and they're like, okay, what would they have done if he would have lost? Interesting enough, you did not pick up on that fact. Mm. He says another song. What did he... We'll we'll get into it. Just relax. We're going to get into it a little bit. Now, this song did also come with a very complimentary music video. That was an interesting one. Uh, Music video was shot on November 23rd, 2008 in Atlanta. Okay. Um, features Obama supporters holding names of people such as Mother Teresa, Bernie Mac, Tupac, Biggie, William Shakespeare, Jules Santana, and Trick Daddy, who just had a... Passed away? Nah, he didn't pass away, but he had a really mean memes about him because he just got arrested. He got arrested for cocaine possession. Oh. And uh, his hairline's crazy i would show it to you to uh you know and it's not really working too well right now yeah but when i show you that hairline you're gonna kind of freak out a little bit i i know about trick daddy yeah but 
it's it's he's he's rough now. <laughs> he's rough now. You know, John Mayer did this thing on VH1 called John Mayer has a TV show. Mm-hmm. He did it one only one time, and uh, mm-hmm. um, his one guest was Trick Daddy. John Mayer's one guest is Trick Daddy of all people. Yes, that's interesting. Yep. Trick Daddy. Well, it was funny because it was very funny. Also, other people that were in this music video, well, other people's names that were in the music video, okay. were Gandhi and Shay Guerrero. Guerrero. Um, so the music video also has setting in four different other places. Has New York City's Cream Bridge neighborhood, which is where Nas grew up at. Okay. You have Haiti. You have Iraq and you have Israel. Now, Israel actually became a rather, rather um, controversial part of the music video. Yeah. See, there's uh, the support of Israel offended such music industry Palestinians, just that, such as DJ Khaled. Oh. I did not have a clue that DJ Cal was Palestinian at all. Mm-hmm. Did not have a clue on that. So you knew that. Yeah, he's Muslim. Oh, wow. I did not know that he was Palestinian, though. Yeah. He's Muslim and talks about jaw all the time. Yeah. And talks about bumbaklat. Bumbaklat. You know, it's two totally different religions, right? Oh, absolutely. That's why I mentioned it. <laughs> Because that makes no sense. <laughs> and makes me think that he knows nothing about either religion. <laughs> me thinks. Me thinks that he is, that he is bullshitting. Me thinks that uh, he is full of bullshit. <laughs> oh. Well, either way, I guess that... that that he got over over that uh mm-hmm. over that and uh Gun Jeezy is also featured in the music video driving around in his Lamborghini Murcielago. Oh yeah, because that that screams uh whatever that was this video was trying to accomplish. <laughs> uh the video is directed by Gabriel Hart and released in January 16th, 2009. Okay. Um, so, to go on to some Billboard stats for this song, uh, it is Indie Hot 100. Mm-hmm. Peaked at, 50, at 53. Okay. Um, the album actually peaked at number one in the Billboard 200. Recession? Mm-hmm. Okay. On the hot hip hop and R and B, it peaked at number forty five, and on hot rap songs, it peaks at thirteen. So, with that said, I guess I'll hold on to what other songs we can have later on. But uh, yeah, do you have anything to s- include before we get to the lyrics of the song and kind of digest the song? Um. 
the the real highlight of what you were telling me is hearing about the different names of people featured mm-hmm. because it it kind of honestly reminds me of the DJ Khaled thing where he yeah. is technically a muslim but he goes around talking about job bumba clap mm. you know yeah featured names like William Shakespeare William Shakespeare <laughs> Bernie Mac mm-hmm. Tupac like they're Mother Teresa Mother Teresa like okay here's the deal guys I think, you know, everyone has their chance to be a <coughs> inspirational person, mm-hmm. a good person. Mm-hmm. But there's a big difference between Bernie Mac and Mother Teresa. <laughs> Wasn't this like just after Bernie Mac died too? I think Bernie Mac had died a few years before this. Okay. Quite a few years before this, but okay. uh, But yeah, it's it's a you know it's a weird one where I think the music video was trying to sow support behind Obama how everybody's unified behind our president, but the lyrics to the song does not show that at all. No. <laughs> the thing is that this song has not matched what its message is supposed to, supposed to be. And I'll say, um, hasn't really aged very well. Did not age very well. And I'll say this. I think a lot of these songs, these rap songs that came out around this time, have not aged well. Uh, Because they sound very much of their time. Yes. And I will say, I will argue and debate and say almost any song that came out around this time did not age well. Yeah. There's only a couple that I can think of that are like, okay, if if that came out today... Would it be popular? And I can tell you right now, this would not be. It's it's just an interesting one, definitely. It's an interesting one. I mean, I'm look. You look at the list of what all happened during this time, and you just go, "What what was wrong with us?" <laughs> I was like, well, I remember when I was in when I was in high school. I thought these songs were cool, and now I'm like. This what sucks. was wrong with me? <laughs> this really sucks. I think the, the thing about it around this time was that it was a lot more clubbing and partying going on. Uh-huh. So I think a lot of songs were geared to clubbing and partying at this time. And now it's kind of gotten to the era, era, era where people aren't really going to clubs and partying as much anymore. No. So now they're starting to start aiming back towards people just lives. Yeah, talking about everyday lives. Yeah, it's talking about everyday lives a lot more now. It's kind of was in this era, and you can, and when I list off the songs, you'll get it. But it's kind of in this era where everybody was like, party, 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 party in the house. We're gonna go to a bar and get drunk. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go to a bar and get drunk and make mistakes, and wake up in the morning and be like, whoa. Yeah. Pretty much, that's what every song's pretty much. Pretty much, you break down every song, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to go to the bar, make mistakes, and it's go, It's a party, Ooh. it's a party, it's a party, yeah. But that also makes up for, I mean, this song right here is not about that. This isn't a party song at all. Which, but it but it has the party... It has the party melody. Melody? Yeah, it has the party melody, but it's not a party song. Which, which does not, uh, I don't... That's part of what makes it not really work very well for me. Mm-hmm. Because it it just sounds so out of place. 
It's very, it's an intriguing song. Definitely the format of it is going to be definitely intriguing to you. And I'm really, 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 really interested to see how you take this format right here. All right, let's go. This process of recording a song right here. Okay. Well, I can, I can tell you this. It, it's an entirely too long of a song. Entirely too long of a song? Yes. Interesting one. Because I'm going to get to the first key lyrics. So this is our section of key lyrics. And the first lyric of the song, he comes in with an intro. And the intro states, and I'm very surprised you did not catch on to this. Okay. It simply states, yeah, be the realest shit I never wrote. I ain't write this shit, by the way. I did hear that. He did not write this song. This song is supposed to be... A hundred percent freestyled. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so it's to the go that you go is too long, but he literally freestyled the whole entire song. Well, that's well. <laughs> so supposedly it's all freestyled. So mostly it's a hundred percent freestyled. Did not write any of it. He just started rapping it after. After what, you know, after he saw the, the nomination of Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. and that's the reason why it comes out at 2 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. Now, gets to it. Do you know the chorus? My president is black. My, lamb, my Lambo's blue. So, he's obviously that brings it out in dinner day. Springs out into the music video where he's driving around in a blue Lamborghini. I would hope so. <laughs> Sometimes the cars don't match up. Well, he well the music video is in black and white, so oh, you don't so get you to see know. it's black, it's blue, but I think it is a blue Lamborghini. Um, another key lyric in here. They're probably like it doesn't have to be blue; it's in black and white. <laughs> another key lyric in here is Bush robbed all of us. Would that make him a criminal? And then he cheated in Florida. Would that make him a Seminole? Oh, okay. Take, taking a shot at Florida State there. Damn. And, and big being Florida State Seminole fans that we are, that kind of fills us the, a little the, bit there. The buck stops here there, Jeezy. <laughs> now, during this time, the Florida State Seminoles were under investigation for... Uh, Different little scandals there. Uh huh. They had a nice little academic scandal. Okay. This is this is not the first time I have heard a rapper rap about college sports. Mm hmm. Basically, it's two chains. Um. Is that what you're gonna go with? Actually, no. no. For me, it's Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Okay. Saying smoking weed and talking shit like Lane Kiffin. Oh yes, so yeah, because we live in Tennessee, that one kind of hit you. It was like kind of like, yeah, yeah, because everyone <laughs> hates Lane Kiffin, <laughs> Tennessee, um, everywhere, Kip. Everywhere. <laughs> well, not at Ole Miss right now, where he's now uh coaching. He now coaches Ole Miss, Are a team that I that's probably one of the schools I hate, probably just as much as Ohio State. Well, did they did did they win any kind of championship this year? Well, he's just got the coaching job there. Oh, yeah, yeah he just got the coaching job there. And they're very quickly going to start hating him too. <laughs> he has a real talent for making people hate him. <laughs> and you're not even a Tennessee fan. <laughs> no. 
not particularly. <laughs> you just hate people that look like Daniel Tosh. I just, he just, he's a douche. He, yeah, he's Lane Kiffin, that's for sure. <laughs> Didn't they fire him on the bus? He, no, Tennessee, he actually left the job. That's the reason why people at Tennessee hate him, was because he left a winning team to go to USC. Uh, okay. Where he was, where he went to school at, so he had reasons to go there because he felt that it was his school to go to. But USC, on the other hand, fired him on the plate before the plane ride home so he could shop, sob, sob and cry on his whole entire plane ride back to California. That's karma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100% karma. It was very, very ugly. Mm-hmm. Also, also, uh, Alabama, where he was the office coordinator, he pretty much kind of got fired, kind of sort of the exact same way. Okay. By Nick Saban, so he's he's gotten fired pretty ugly. So it kind of is the karma back for what he did to Tennessee. Karma's funny, Lane Kiffin. <laughs> I don't think this is a Lane Kiffin diss podcast, but it can welcome become to the that. Lane Kiffin podcast. Where we where we say fuck you to Lane Kiffin every episode. <laughs> And that concludes our episode of the Lane Giving. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, he also says, mm-hmm. and I say a miracle because this shit is hysterical. By my nephews and nieces, I will email Jesus, tell him forward to Moses and uh, CC Allah. I've never in my life. <laughs> this to me was the most upsetting lyric not because I was offended about any of the religions but the fact that I have heard a successful rapper say they were going to CC someone <laughs> like why that's not necessary now not to mention because we're not going to mention any of those lyrics really but he's th- pretty much this whole entire song is about is talking about dope dealing and he just mentioned that he's going to CC somebody. He's CCing Allah. <laughs> he's going to email Jesus, forward it to some other religious figure. He's forwarded it to Moses. Forwarded, forwarding it to Moses. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, let, let me go ahead and CC this to Allah. He might be interested in this, too. Oh, my gosh. If you're an aspiring rapper out there... <laughs> I'm going to give you a piece of really solid advice. Mm -hmm. Don't say that you're going to CC someone in your song. (laughs) Because that is not cool. (laughs) It's not hip. It's not. It's not. The cool thing is to pretend like you don't know how to work electronics like that. Be like, and you have somebody, and you have like a secretary with electronics for you. Yeah, just like a, hey Becca, go ahead and let Allah know via my email. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so or don't talk about that in your in your song at all. I uh, email he, free song. Did he have to? I mean, did he have to break mention that at all? I don't think he had to mention no, that. To be honest with you, I'm actually kind of impressed that he would know to even say to CC. So. <laughs> I'm 
I, I, I mean, I don't want to be a judgmental person, but I don't mm-hmm. really take young Jeezy to be a tech-savvy guy. Well, yeah. It looks like I'm wrong. He knows how to CC someone. <laughs> More power to you, dude. Uh, so, next lyric is, Obama for mankind, we ready for damn change. So y'all let the man shine. Stunning on Martin Luther, feeling like, feeling just like a king. Guess that is, guess this is what he meant when he said that he had a dream. You know what? (laughs) He might have, you know what? He might have been thinking about it one day, there being a black president, whenever he had a dream. He might have. (laughs) But I'll tell you what he wasn't dreaming about. Okay. He was not dreaming about mm-hmm. Young Jeezy saying he was gonna CC Allah <laughs> in on an email. <laughs> that was not something that he had a dream about. <laughs> well, if that isn't the, what t- he had a dream about. Martin Luther the tomorrow is Martin Luther King Day, everyone. Mm-hmm. That is what tomorrow is. And I that was he wasn't dreaming about that. Um. Well, maybe he might, and maybe if you want to spring a Martin Luther King Day, right? Maybe, maybe you can celebrate it by maybe uh, doing what this next key lyric is from Nas in this song. Oh yeah, which is Nas's one that, verse. Which is one that made you go, whoa! That that one made your eyes like go bug eyed. Yeah. Because this, I remember your face when this lyric came on. Uh huh. Uh, and maybe Martin Luther King had a dream about this one. I don't know if he had. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll see. But Nas gets in the song and then goes. So I spend dough on these hoes stripping. She ain't a politician. Honey's a politician. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know, again, tomorrow's Martin Luther King Day, guys. I'm not trying to bring him down, but he was just a man. (coughs) Kind of sounds like he probably was thinking about that. (laughs) Because in case y'all haven't heard, he cheated on Coretta like crazy. That is debatable. Debatable. I mean, it's not really debatable. (laughs) Because there was an audio recording of him having sex with a girl. <laughs> yeah, because the FBI was very much illegally. Oh yeah, they were. <laughs> I'm not saying that recording him. Oh yeah, I mean that's bad, but mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it wasn't a, a clip of him with his wife. Sure, well, also the FBI probably shouldn't be legally recording. I'm not people. saying they should. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they should. They should. Uh, they. I. I will definitively say that they should not be. Mm-hmm. But I would also hope that people don't cheat on their wives as well. Yeah. It's a separate statement. Those two things don't have anything to do with one another. Well, we don't know if that woman was a politician or not. She might have been a politician, but we do not know no, if she was a politician. Politician. <laughs> She could have been. She could have been a politician. Could have been a politician. 
don't know. Do they have politicians around in the 1950s, oh, 60s? Politicians have been around for a long time. Politicians have been around for a long time. Absolutely. Oh, well, I didn't know that. I didn't know about the politicians in this world. Yeah. Hey, if you are a politician and listen to this podcast or know about politician history, definitely message us and let us know how long have politicians been around and how long have you been working in your field? A very long time. <laughs> They've been around for a long time, Kip. Emails, if, if, that, that it's a hit, 2020. <laughs> you do, you know what? If they say that a prostitute is the oldest profession on the planet, mm-hmm. I would say a stripper is a close second. Maybe. Third or fourth, you know. Yeah. Well, Najir ends his verse with the key lyric that also, I think this one made you giggle a little bit, actually. Uh-huh. This one made you a little bit giggle. He goes, Mr. Black President, yo, Obama for real. They they got to put your face on the $5,000 bill. I think Barack would be like, hey, please don't do that. I'm good. I don't need my face on any money. Donald Trump seems like more of a $5,000 bill kind of guy. Really? I can see him being like, you know, put my put my face on a $5,000 bill. It'll be great. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to let me say Obama doesn't ever get that. that no. One done. I'm fine with him not being on any money. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? I wouldn't want to be on money. Hmm. When is this Harriet Tubman $20 bill thing supposed to take? Cause I don't I think it's, it's happening it, anymore. So it's not happening anymore? I think I don't think it's happening anymore. I think that was something that was nipped in the bud. So it was nipped in the bud now. Yeah. Okay. I, I was wondering about that. I like, was like, when was that supposed to take suit? I think it was supposed to happen. I think it was supposed to have happened by now. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that someone was like, yeah, we're not doing that. Oh. Absolutely not. And who's that someone? I mean, someone, some politician. Politician. Some, some politician. politician. <laughs> some politician. I'm just going to start calling politicians now. <laughs> some politician in Washington. Some Washington politician. Some Washington politician. Nibbed in the butt. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so that's the song. So a little bit digest there. Uh, a lot to digest. A lot to digest. So... Those are the key lyrics to the song. The song's pretty much about drug dealing. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of drug dealing lyrics in the song, which makes it really weird that the song it's a, it, is supposed to be supportive of they're Ob- like, Obama. It's it's his most political track to date. Yeah. Like, no. It's not very political well, at all. It could. It, here's the deal. It could be his most political song. I mean, but, I mean, yeah. That's not really saying very much. I mean, pretty much the only thing political he says is that Bush fucked up the economy. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the only thing political he says. And, I mean, and your president is black, which, I mean, granted, it was kind of more of a, kind of more of a prediction than a political statement. Yeah, because he'd only just gotten the nomination. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I know, I know what your answer is. Uh, but I mean, would you say this is? I guess let's do it. How did this get made? 
Would you say this is a song to listen to? No. So no, this is a song you'll re-listen to or listen to in a certain situation, maybe. Okay, here's the deal. The only reason why I would tell someone to even listen to this mm-hmm. is to hear how different rap is from now to then. Mm-hmm. But there are other examples that are a little bit more fun to listen to. Okay. This is not that fun to listen to. Hmm. Okay. Well, Jay-Z did remix this song. Actually, his verse was actually played at the uh, inauguration party uh, at a, when Obama got inaugurated into office. You're kidding. Mm-hmm. Just his verse, not this, not okay. this song. Okay, they're like, no, we can't no. play this whole they song. They didn't play this song. They, they did a they whole other verse. verse. They did okay. a whole Jay-Z verse, which was probably a little bit more political and not a lot less about drug dealing. And maybe a little bit better? Yeah, it had to be better. Uh, honestly, I don't know why Nas is in this song. Because his verse is not good at all. It's a terrible verse. It's a terrible verse. I mean, the best thing he says the politician, politician line, which is not really that good. The only reason why it's good is because it's so cringy. Yeah, it's very cringy. It's not... I mean, it's kind of sort of like a... It's a dad joke. Yeah. It's a dad joke. Yeah, it's a dad joke into a song. It's not... It's not very creative. I would say that Young Jeezy's lyrics are more creative just a little bit not good set I don't don't think they're bad I just think they're not set with the tone of the song I think if this song was set he says that he's gonna CC Allah and email (laughs) Jesus how are those good lyrics I think if you I think in a song where it's political I think that that's okay I think it's okay if it's a political song. I think he's seeing someone. (laughs) But the thing is, Haley, if it's a political song, that is fine. The thing that you're that that makes it not a good lyric is when you then have a guy talking about how he's a drug dealer and people want to buy drugs for him afterwards. If if this song was like a kids' bop song and he was writing I CC all CC like it was like a Kanye West. Now Kanye West song, they it'll be more fun because they'll be like, okay, you know, it's a political song. But now it's got, but it's like, wouldn't you love to see kids bop like delve into politics? (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! (laughs) Oh. Well, yeah, so, I mean, I think I think it's not a horrifically bad song. I can listen to it. I have listened to it multiple times. Mm-hmm. I have enjoyed it. At the time, I did enjoy it. I think most people that were black at the time were enjoyers of the song just because they did No, most people didn't listen to the verse. Most people just listened to the chorus and said, my president's back, black. Mm-hmm. Most people didn't. Most people didn't care about the, what the verses are on the song. See, if we're going to talk about rap songs about Obama, I mm-hmm. prefer the remix to the Lil Wayne song where it's like, the the Amelie remix mm-hmm. where it's like Obama 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 Obama. But I don't think that's an actual rap song, babe. Okay. 
I think somebody actually just made that one up, man. <laughs> it's not actually still right, better. So. <laughs> I'm like, and <laughs> what's your point? So Haley's not a fan of this one. No. And I'm not against it. I'm not a fan of it, but I'm not against it. I'm 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 fine with it. I'm fine with what what it was made for. It was made for a political situation, and I think it did its job. But it's barely political. It's oh, it's horrifically un is horrifically, it's horrifically not political. <laughs> it's horrifically not political. No sense of the word at all. <laughs> this is about as political as like a pair of pants can be political. <laughs> but I think it's did I think it's did its job and and riling up people. And making people happy to have Obama be their president. Yeah. So I think it did it did its job in that due diligence era. Era. Um. But with that said, I guess you you rated it trash, and I rated it meh. That's that's our new rating. Trash. Meh. Yeah. Fire. It's trash. <laughs> to me, it's trash. I want to throw it in a fire. It's trash. What are some of the other songs that were popular this year? Sally, do you want... Okay, so you want to skip to that section? Okay. I want you to tell me. Because I, okay. want, I want to add some context to this. So, again, to state out the, the stats on the Billboard charts. Hot 100 peaked at 53. Uh, highest peak was on February 6th. Nine, uh, sorry, <laughs> I almost said 19. 2009. Okay. So, on February 6th, 2009, some of those Hot 100 hits... Number one in the country. Do you want to try to guess that one? What? Uh, February. This is February 6, 2009. February 6, 2009. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, February 6, 2009. I feel like maybe Heartless by Kanye West. That's a good guess. That's a really damn good guess, Haley. Yeah, good. Great guess. Um, it was Kelly Clarkson, My Life Would Suck Without You. Oh, I try to forget that song. Yeah, so that's not a good song. I don't know anything about this song at all. I don't like it. Oh, I, so that, is that going to be a That's a Hit? Well, I don't think is, it's remarkable it, enough. It's not really controversial at all, but uh, it just... It's, it's, a, a, it's a number one hit song, though. Yeah, but it's not really controversial. Well, well we I'll, should, I'll look into those lyrics and dive and see if it's a qualifier. It's not. It's not really a qualifier. I don't know. We'll see. I'm gonna dive into it. Give it a deep dive and see. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I just we're gonna do for this time right here. We'll see if we'll get into more of this. Guess the top three. Okay. So got close. You got close, but a little bit off. Okay. So, um, what's number two? Okay, so it was February of 2009. Mm-hmm. I would have been a... I think I would have been a sophomore. It's the end of my sophomore year. Um, I feel like uh, the... She wants to love me, woo! She wants to touch me, woo! Um... Was that when I was a sophomore? Yeah, that was when I was a sophomore. Um, the band, uh, t- 
the one where it's where it's like what's the name of this band you know what i'm talking about i don't have a clue on this one. don't trust a hoe never trust a hoe oh don't trust cause a okay hoe. yeah don't trust me. i know that song but no that's not it. shush girl shut your lips I don't know. I don't know the name of that band that sings that song, but I can tell you that's not it, though. Okay, I think it's. I think it's. Yeah, You're close. It's a dance. It's a dance hall song like that. Yeah. But it's Lady Gaga's "Just Dance." Why did I not think of that? <sighs> Just dance, gonna be okay. Da da doo doo. I'm a, I'm I'm a little monster. Yeah. Yeah. I can, yes. I trust me. I know. Mm-hmm. You tell me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, number three. Do you want to try to guess number three? Number three. Okay, I'm going to ask In this song, I would say Age Well. Okay, this is... Okay, number three, Age Well. Mm-hmm. Can you give It's probably me... one of the most quoted songs of all time, I'll probably say. Really? I'd probably say it's on a list of most quoted songs of all time. Is it... Um... What, what were you going to ask me before, though? Could you give me some of the songs that didn't chart as high as number three? That didn't chart as high as number three. Yeah. Okay, I can give you a first of this, of what songs, other songs were on this list. Yeah. Okay, so other songs on this list that were in front of Young Jeezy's My President were such songs such as at number 50. Do you want me to go countdown? Sure. Yes. Number 51, Alan Jackson's Country Boy. Oh my God. <laughs> Wow. And number 49 was Brooks and Dunn. Cowboy, cowgirls, excuse me, don't cry. Yeah. Cowgirls don't cry. I remember Cowgirls Don't Cry. Oh, you remember that song? Mm-hmm. Well, do you remember a classic, very much in an A's Well song of at 44 was Soldier Boy's Kiss Me Through the Phone. Kiss Me Through the Phone. <laughs> Kiss Me Through the Phone. See you when I get home. If you want to talk, make a list of songs that did Six, not seven, age eight, well. Nine, eight, two, one, two. <laughs> On the top of the list of songs that did not age well, that Kiss has to be it. Kiss Me Through the Phone. Kiss Me Through the Phone. See if, you when I get home. If you're wondering, that's going to be a dance you, a hit qualifier. I know that you like me. You're my future wifey. <laughs> Oh my god. That if you want to know that's a hit qualifier, that is gonna be a that's a hit that is definitely a that's a hit qualifier for wow. sure. Wow. <laughs> and that song I was kind of low key obsessed with Soldier Boy at the time. Not in a way of like Soldier Boy, I stand. No. I'm it was like a cringe. And that's what most people were, right? I think some people were like Jin thought it was good? Here's you think the deal. some people thought it was good. There is one song. That I, that I, this this didn't come out at this time. There is one song I did genuinely like by Soldier Boy. Okay. Pretty Boy Swag. Oh, so that is, uh, I think that's a, a year later. later. I think it's, it's a year later. later. I was driving whenever mm-hmm. that came out. That is a year later. And I was not driving with this. Um, mm-hmm. um, okay. I'm just going to take a, take a, a shot in the dark mm-hmm. with this guess. Okay. For number three. <sighs> So you still gonna take a shot? Uh, you don't want me to list oh, off? Keep going, more songs? keep going, keep going, keep going. Sorry. All right. So I added this one on the list, even though I definitely don't know it, but I know that you like this, and I try to mention this band as much as possible because you love this band. Mm-hmm. At number thirty-seven was U two with "Get On Your Boots." That is one of the worst U two songs. <laughs> I say that lovingly. I say that. With so much love in my heart for the boys, 
but that's a terrible song. <laughs> I can I can only imagine it has to be terrible because it was actually outranked by at thirty six was Zach Brown Band's Chicken Fry. I hate that song. <laughs> and that's a hit qualifier for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't <laughs> be wrong Friday night. So is you two is you two uh that's hit qualifier that that get your boots on? Get your boots? Get on your boots? I don't... I don't know the song. Well, I don't think it... uh, No, because I never actually heard it on the radio. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's ranks 37, though. So it's on the radio. Yeah, that's... uh, Yeah, I guess. Okay. Um, I'll listen to the song, see if it's a that's it qualifier. You're not going to like it. I'm upset that you're going to hear it. (laughs) It doesn't represent them well. I mean, it's it. This is that's it. <laughs> okay, uh, keep going. Uh, all right, I had to add this one on here because I know that every time I mention this one, you're gonna go yay. At number twenty was Nickelback. Gotta be somebody. I actually I don't know that song. I don't know that song either, but I just know that you hate Nickelback and. <laughs> it's not. I don't hate Nickelback. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the few that don't hate Nickelback. Yeah, but Creed, you just go. Yeah, Creed is... <laughs> Scott's voice is weird as shit. Uh, that's it, qualifier coming up. Will be... And this is going to make me sad a little bit, because I, I was one of the people guilty of this. Uh-huh. Number six was all the All-American Rejects Gives You Hell. I don't hate that song. <laughs> I don't hate that song. Oh my god. That song did not age well. <laughs> did not age well at all. Yeah, no. Did not. Much you like know, all of All American Rejects music, none of it aged well. <laughs> you want to know something kind of messed up? Mm-hmm. So, All American Rejects, they have that song, Dirty Little Secret. Mm-hmm. I'll keep you my dirty little secret. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say that that would be a weird song to base a youth group sermon on? Exactly, yes. Well, my youth group that I went to whenever I went to a big church in the area Mm -hmm. did a, that was the theme song for a day. And I'm like... In a good way or bad way? In a, like, talking about... Like you're like keep like keeping dark secrets, keeping secrets set from people. So they did not mention that there's a sexual connotation in the song at all. Mm-mm. But every, I mean, if you've heard the song, you know it's a huge sexual. It's connotation a very song. sexual yeah. connotation. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. C- give me, give me one more, and I think I might be able to get it. At five. Uh huh. And this is. Telling you how old this is. Okay. At five was Taylor Swift's love story. Oh. That was going to be my guess. Oh, really? It was Taylor Swift's love story? Yeah. Something by Taylor Swift. Well, it's not something about Taylor Swift. Okay. And I will say this. You you were very, very close with, with Heartless by Kanye West. It was number four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. So you so say this is gonna be honestly it's, it's gonna be an interesting dynamic that we're gonna get to. Okay, yeah. You're saying that whatever song this is is one of the most quoted songs. One of the most quoted songs of all time, and you it's said it aged well. 
ages very well. Um, and it's got a little interesting dynamic. I didn't even pick up on until I just started listing off the songs, actually. Is it by Beyonce? Gotta say what it is. Is it Single Ladies by Beyonce? It is Single Ladies by Yay! Beyonce. <laughs> You had to think about it because uh, if you remember the Grammys the next year, mm -hmm. that is where Taylor Swift won the award for best music video. And that was not the Grammys. Oh, that was MTV's, right? MTV, yeah, MTV VMAs. MTV, MTV VMAs. That's when Taylor Swift won the VMA for best music video. And, and Kanye. Kanye got on there telling that Single Ladies was the best music video. Mm -hmm. So, yes. So, that is where this dynamic picks up at right here. Damn. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. Good. I guessed. I guessed that. All with my own noggin. So, all in all, a tragic year for music. You can kind of admit there. Um, yeah. Even though Single Ladies is probably going to be a big song for the remainder of human time. Yeah. I, again, like I say, it's probably one of the most quoted songs of all time. And, oh, Single Ladies. I mean, everybody has one point is either say it to the left or... That's that's, that's to the left. Irreplaceable. That's, <laughs> that's the irreplaceable. irreplaceable. Most people are like, if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Yeah. A lot of people have done that. You know. So... I think, you know what, just as a, as an aside for Beyonce, that song is a, is a classic. That mm. song is quite literally a classic. Mm. And she managed to make a classic that name checks her now defunct line of jeans. What? There's one of the lyrics in that song. She says, hold me tighter than my Darion jeans. And she had a clothing line called House of Darion. And it's definitely not a thing anymore. Oh, that, I can tell you right now, I did not know that. Maybe her marketing should have been better. <laughs> it's in one of the most popular songs of all time. <coughs> and they still didn't work out. I'm going to be honest with you. Maybe she did a bit better marketing because I did not know that was a thing. <laughs> it used to be. It used to be. It used to be. And it was it became a whole thing because her mom was like a, a designed all their clothes when she was in Destiny's Child. Yeah, mm -hmm. Darion is something to do with her family. Do you know that that her dad went to uh, Fisk Fisk University? I didn't know that. Yeah, dad went to Fisk. Huh? Mm -hmm. She fired her dad. Yeah, I fired his dad as the agent. No, he was the agent for quite he, a while. Her manager. Yeah, my, for quite a while. Very uh, long time. Career. He was her manager up until the year of four. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, up until he was, four. He was quite a quite a quite a while. One one a day. I don't know if they reconciled. Maybe. Um, I think they've kind of reconciled. Mm -hmm. She, I think she, well. I think she has a strained relationship with her dad because her dad cheated on her mom. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, now, Haley, mm -hmm. that was the Hot 100. Okay. And you have to remember this song was also ranked number 13 on the Hot Rap Songs of, of uh, in, uh, where it peaked at on February 6, 2009. Okay. <sighs> And some of these rap songs are going to make you fall in love. Oh, God. So, 
Do you think you want to now guess what was the number one hit song on that list? Heartless. Heartless by Kanye West. Yeah. Got that one? Mm-hmm. Uh, I will tell you this one right now. I did not notice how big of a year this was for T.I., but this was mm-hmm. a huge year for T.I. Yeah. Uh, he had Whatever You Like. Had Whatever You Like. Before, and then he did that song with Rihanna. He had, yes, he had Live Your Life by, with Rihanna. Hey. Whatever You Like. And he had Dead and Gone with oh, Justin Timberlake. Oh, that was the jam. Yeah, so he had free, he had free oh. top 10, top 10 rap hits uh-huh. that year. I've been traveling on this road too long. <laughs> I love that song. Also in front of this was Lil Wayne's Mrs. Officer. Oh, God. <laughs> this is a little bit before Lollipop, right? No, this is after Lollipop. This is after Lollipop. Well, Mrs. Officer and Lollipop are on the same album, but this oh, okay. is after Lollipop. Okay, so this is after Lollipop. <coughs> Shorty one of the mm-hmm. bottles in the club. You know what? With Lollipop, whenever they played it on the radio, mm-hmm. they would they would bleep out lick, the mm-hmm. word lick. So whenever he would it say... Goes like, lick, 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 lick. When they do that, he no, doesn't no, 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 no. Earlier, oh, whenever okay. he says... Um, she she says she want to lick the rapper, so I let her lick the rapper. Yeah. So they would bleep out lick, but all you would hear is she says she want to a rapper, so I let her a rapper. <laughs> so in my but it sounds head, even more pretty. Yeah, it sounds like he he's saying the F word. Yeah. She says she want to fuck a rapper. Yeah, it sounds way more so pretty. <laughs> well, instant note, I actually lost my phone. To that song. You lost your phone to Lollipop? Out at uh in Veloster and I'm gonna probably put this place that is does not exist underneath. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh there was a place at the time called Rick's in Velosta. Rick's. It was called Rick's. It was a nightclub and it was a uh <laughs> a country nightclub. A country nightclub. Club. It was a Veloster nightclub. Okay. And uh I went there with my cousin. And early in the night, that was around the time that you had wallet chains. Well, wallet chains are popular. Yeah. So I actually had a big skull wallet chain, like a big ass one I got from uh, Spencer's. Okay. And I went to the nightclub and the bouncer was like, I'm going to need this. I can't let you in. So I gave it the wallet chain. I'm like, I'm going to get it back afterwards. Did not mm-hmm. get it back afterwards, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he kept that wallet chain and probably does not know what he's done with the wallet chain. Now. He lost uh, it. It's probably just keep getting lost by different people. But uh, I went to dance in a nightclub and I'm dancing with this one girl. And this was probably maybe might have been one of my first dances. I don't know. It was one of my things, probably one of my first times I ever danced with a girl. And uh. I'm dancing with this one girl, and she's dancing, like, ferociously backing her booty up on me. What is now deemed twerking. Mm-hmm. At the time, it was just backing your booty up. I love hearing about this. <laughs> yeah, me and the girl definitely went home, and I'm actually married to her now. <laughs> no, so she's backing her booty up on me ferociously, and, uh... <laughs> Very ferociously. Yeah, just keep saying that word. I love that. And uh, my phone actually jolts out of my my short pocket. Wait a minute. Are you saying that she's dancing so ferociously on you 
that her ass knocked your phone out of your pocket? Or no, I wasn't in my pocket. I actually had a phone clip to my belt. That's what it was. It was back when you had phone clips. Wait a minute. You're, you're telling me you went in a club with your phone clipped on your pants. Mm-hmm. And you still managed to get a girl to back it up <laughs> on you? That's how attractive I was. Wow. That's how attractive I am. <laughs> wow. <laughs> phone clipped to my pants. I think that's what it was. I think it was phone clipped to my shorts. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Phone clipped to my shorts. She's backing up on me. The I phone had, had sandals on with socks. <laughs> I might have. I don't know. I do not You know. probably rolled in there looking like, uh, what's his... Freaking, freaking the Big Lebowski, <laughs> the dude. I, I she dances. She danced on me in my phone. I saw it fall. Like I saw it like go away. The I, I was so enjoying the dance that I was like, I gotta stay for the rest of the song. <laughs> Now, so you sacrificed the, your I, phone for the, her ass. Well, the thing is, I thought the song was about to be over, but as you know, in rap songs of this era, the outro's kind of very long yeah. in these rap songs of this era. That's another thing that's uh, 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 kind of interesting. So he's kind of like saying like a lollipop for a very long time, and it, like the beat's just like continuing on. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking like, I'm thinking it's going to like end in like maybe like 30 seconds, and it doesn't end for like another like minute or so. Mm-hmm. So when it gets over with, I'm like, hey, you know, leave her. Don't tell a nice dance or whatever. I'm going to look for my phone, and now I can't find my phone. So can't find my phone. I now have to go back to home and tell my mom that, you know, very good news that I lost my phone. <sighs> I take it you didn't tell her that it was because you were getting twerked on. <laughs> <laughs> I did not tell her that. But she did go to Verizon and ask, ask to, for uh, to, for a replacement of my phone, and they looked to see where my phone was at, and they found out it was actually found by a girl that actually stayed just a little bit down the street from my from my house. Did you get it back? We did get the phone back. Got the phone back. Uh, the girl was because at that time phone like. Phone theft was like a big deal. Yeah. Now I don't know if it is a big deal anymore. I don't know if people steal phones anymore. I'm I don't sure think, they do. I'm pretty sure they do, but I don't never hear. You don't never really hear about it's it. It's not anymore. as big as it used to be. Yeah. I guess because the locks, there's the locks and stuff like that. Because pretty much Apple, if you lock up your phone, it's almost relatively impossible unless you are good at decoding, you know, codes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But uh, yeah. So. I get my phone, look back, and it was hilarious because she was just taking pictures with the phone like crazy. So I had like I had like pictures of I had like pictures of like her in the bathtub and stuff like that. Oh my god, <laughs> that is so hilarious. So it was hilarious. <laughs> You're probably like, mm-hmm, yeah, look at so, these. So like it was like for for like 
a week or so on how long she had the phone probably for like maybe a few days a, few a days. week but she was like you could tell she was like mess- I could pretty much tell who she was messaging and what she was doing with the phone that's hilarious <laughs> that's why you don't do that if it's not your phone don't do that dumbass well at the time I don't think it was more popular to do it back then oh, it's more popular to commit a crime back then <laughs> I think it's I think it's, it's easier to just do that because you yeah. could get into someone's phone yeah because you could because you don't really have to have anything it wasn't like you know i mean it wasn't like oh okay now i gotta figure out the passcode i gotta make it make sure i take this off so they can't locate it like Uh back then it was like okay got a person's phone i'm gonna make a call now (laughs) i remember i I wanted an iphone so bad but then after we were on verizon Mm -hmm. and verizon didn't get the iphone for a really long time yeah but so I got that one um, LG phone mm. that was supposed to be like a mock of the iPhone. It had like a touch screen. Hmm. It was an LG something. I don't remember. Oh, I I thought I was the coolest. I thought I was the coolest when I had the chocolate. It was. I had I had two chocolates. Had a chocolate and I got it took up by my teacher because I text my cousin and. I wasn't cool in high school. <laughs> I'll admit it right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure if, if you're a podcaster, you pretty much wasn't cool in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I wasn't cool in high school. So, and I text people, most more than likely it was a family member until like my sophomore year of mm-hmm. college. I'm more than likely just text family members for the most part. Yeah. And I text my cousin who was in school at the time. So I was not expecting a text back for a while. I text my p- cousin and then I get into my classroom and literally I get a text back and this is back when you set your ringtones like when ringtones was a big deal mm-hmm. nowadays I don't think big tones really nobody sets ringtones anymore most most people's phones are on vibrate yeah most people's phones are on vibrate most people don't set ringtones I but, do, but you know that's just me yeah but nobody's like you're not setting it to like oh this is this hit song as your ringtone. No, it's yeah. more like uh like the curb your enthusiasm thing or yeah. you know, something like that. Yeah. But this is back when like people release songs to make as ringtones. Yeah. So I had set Rick Ross's Blow as a ringtone. I don't know if you know that song, but it's a interesting Rick Ross song. Uh-huh. And uh I set that as a ringtone and that's ringtone's very that song's very loud the ringtone is very loud mm-hmm. so literally she, the teacher's doing this math problem and all you hear is just Rick Ross more money to blow <laughs> and the teachers and I'm just sitting there like fumbling like like turn <laughs> shut up I'm shut like, up <laughs> and the teacher's like just go ahead gang me phone like the teacher didn't even say break me the phone the teacher just looked at me and was just like come on now Come on. <laughs> I was just like, fuck, all right. I had, I had quite the phone journey. Mm-hmm. We started off as a Nextel family. Mm-hmm. So we had some ugly Nextel phones. Nextel chirp. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely, uh, it, that's a hit qualifier. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had the, we had Nextel. Mm-hmm. And then after years of just begging and pleading, because we had, the, uh, we had the flip phone. Mm-hmm. And then we had the... I had a a bar like like a bar phone. Uh huh. Oh, yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then after begging and pleading, I was like, Dad, please, please, 
Can I get a nicer phone? Mm-hmm. Just something that's not black and white screen. <laughs> Which these were. Um, so then I got a Motorola Z. Oh, the Mo- I remember Motorola Z. The it was hot pink. Mm-hmm. And it was a it was an AT and T exclusive phone. So mm-hmm. Dad, what I well. I wasn't the only one that had an AT&T phone. He got it for less than reputable reasons, but mm-hmm. that's that's a separate story. Mm. So it was the first kind of inkling of an iPhone because it had iTunes built into the phone. Mm. So I that I was like, I am cool now. Mm-hmm. I have I have my I have my music on my phone. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Loved that phone. Loved that phone. Then, out of nowhere, my dad is like, well, we're not going to use that anymore. We're getting Verizon. So, at that point, I got a pink Razor. Mm. Like a baby pink Razor phone. Yeah. You remember the Razor? Yeah, I remember the Razor, yeah. It was a badass phone. Mm-hmm. So, at the time, not anymore. <laughs> okay, so I had a Razor. Mm-hmm. And then, after the Razor, for some reason, I wanted the chocolate. And I kind of regret having traded the razor for the chocolate. Mm. I wish I would have just kept the razor. But I got a chocolate. Mm-mm. And then, so I had two chocolates back to back. Chocolate was known as being a cool phone because it was like one of the first cells where you could do a first phone, phones where, where it was built for. Music. It was built, yeah. It was built specifically built for music. music. That's the where pretty much became the downfall for the phone. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was only built for specifically for music. Yeah. It was an MP3 player that can, you can listen you to. Could, s- uh, conversations have a phone conversation on from time to time yeah <laughs> so i but and i here and the thing is i didn't even really use it for that mm. because i had an ipod the, the oh you had that you had an ipod yes i had it like nano but, no not, not the nano. nano touch no not not the touch this was before the touch i had the ipod video okay yeah so it was like it was a big deal. It was like the sixty-four gigabyte. Was well, was expensive as shit. Yeah. Now, iPads, iPods. If you if you haven't looked up, it's still expensive There's, as fuck. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I, and I fought, I fought whole. I held on to the to the iPod as long as I could. Mm-hmm. I fought getting a phone that did both. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have my my music wherever I went, without having to rely on data. So I I had that iPod video. Mm-hmm. Then, um, I had two chocolates back to back. I had a lime green chocolate, mm. and then I had a black chocolate. Yeah, I had the black one. Yeah. Mm. And then after the chocolate is when I got that touchscreen, um, LG. Mm. I forget what the name of it was. If you can remember the name of that phone, please let us know. Well, to, fin- to finish the story off, but, um, to say that, uh, if you... To hope every girl's goal in life is to dance on a guy ferociously and make him lose his phone and not for, and care care enough not about that phone or more about your booty dancing. <laughs> and then to wrap up my story, after that LG, I got a Motorola Droid, and then my dad gave me his iPhone, and I've had my iPhones ever since. <laughs> I think I think. The first booty dancing is the, is the. 
So I prefer to talk about my parents. <laughs> it's just me. Uh, so, with that said, so that is the hits songs from that year. Uh, also, a bit of that's a hit that came on, ranked a little bit further down on that, on that list. Mm-hmm. Talking about booty dancing songs was Stanky Leg. Do the Stanky Leg. By JS Boys. They didn't do anything. Other than <laughs> that. It was funny because I was looking at the Billboard charts, looks, and, it, and you know, it has all the profile pictures of like all the people, like you seeing like Young Jeezy, T.I., mm-hmm. you seeing Rihanna, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, all these other people. Then you just see no, fro- no profile pic. No profile pic. Profile pic G- available. GS Boy. <laughs> <laughs> do the stanky leg. Here you go. No profile pic available. <laughs> like, oh shit. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, so that is that year. I mean, that's that year in hip hop and uh, Young Jeezy's my president. My president. So uh, with that said, uh, uh, I guess to give a kind of conclusion of this, uh, the podcast is not just gonna be only hip hop and rap. We're gonna cover all genres. We're gonna get we're gonna get into actually some country next week. Mm-hmm. With some good old country. Oof. I don't know if that's a word I'd use. <laughs> it's country. Actually, no, I wouldn't use that word either. <laughs> it's crap. It's country rock. It's, it's country, crap. It is country rock. It's crap. <laughs> it's a crock. Well we go. I'm trying to think of what can it be. It's a nightmare scape. It's, I want to say country rock assholes make it popular for crap. Crap. I want to try to make it that, but it's, that's more cramp. <laughs> you know what? I like cramp. <laughs> so country rock assholes make it popular. Cramp. Cramp. <laughs> Technically, it's cramip. Cramip. It popular. Make it popular. Mip. But yeah, you could just you could you don't have to do it. Okay, it's cramp. It's cramp. Yeah. It'll cause you to have a cramp. <laughs> I'm not gonna disrespect country rock, but if you're gonna disrespect country I'm rock, I'm saying this song cool. will make you have a cramp. <laughs> cramp. So I think I do like that though. Cramp. Cramp. Country rock assholes make it popular. Yeah. <laughs> So we're definitely gonna get into one next week. That's gonna be interesting. And again, a we're cramped not, classic. What we never. <laughs> <laughs> I said that a cramped classic. That's honestly, yeah, we never say things that should be on a t-shirt. We should make a t-shirt of that. A cramped classic. Cramped classic. <laughs> we shouldn't do that, bro. <laughs> but uh, but uh. Yeah, so uh, we also we're not gonna always agree. We're not gonna always agree on songs. Uh, we didn't really agree on this. Yeah, we don't really agree on this. Haley thinks it's horrible. She thinks that this is. Uh, I don't even know what the word. I don't even know the rap. We got to think of what the rap version of Cramp is. I don't it's... know. We have to think of that. Think of that one. I'll think of something. We'll think. Of, you'll think of something. And we'll put it on a rap version. Of I was. I was trying to think of a way that I could. Uh, I could have it be shart. Mm-hmm. But. Nah, we'll figure it out. You'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. But uh, 
Yeah, so you know, got got that. So we um we're gonna do yacht rock. We got a huge yacht rock one mm-hmm. for our, our annual episode. I want to try to say that kind of for our annual episode. You, you do yacht rock classic. Oh, okay. That we love so much. Um. Also, you know, we got other really interesting other rock hits going in here as mm-hmm. well. But with that said. Haley, mm-hmm. do you want to get into your? Well, why don't we talk about what the what what the section is because it was technically my idea. Okay. So why we're going to talk about our hits of the week, the which hits is of the week, which is the stuff, the music that we've listened to most during the past week. Mm-hmm. So, hits of the week. Shoot it at me. Um, I would say my hit of the week. Is gonna be. Can it can it be like an album? Yeah, cause it's, mine's gonna be an album. Okay, um, mine is Ray of Light by Madonna. Okay. And it's an oldie but a goodie. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Well, do you want to get into it a little bit? Maybe explain oh, yeah, a little sure. bit of that um, album. You know, the this this is explain what makes it what makes it really good to you. Yeah, so this was Madonna in 1997. This is her first. Um, it there was quite a bit of a break between her previous album and and Ray of Light, mm-hmm. and it was a huge change for mm-hmm. her. Okay. Because her previous album, she worked with like Babyface and wanted to delve a little bit more into like R and B. But Ray of Light is more of like British pop, British pop rock. Mm-hmm. De- deals a little bit more like electronic music, which I'm a fan of. Yeah. Um, kind of grungy. It's it's something. I mean, I grew up listening to this album. Mm-hmm. Um. It's a it's a great album. I've kind of been on a Madonna kick lately. Okay. So it happens to me every few years where I'm just like, okay, now I got to do the Madonna thing. Mm. Now I got to do the Madonna thing again. Mm. But I Ray of Light, I think it's 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 definitely probably my favorite Madonna album. Mm. Well, I can relate. I was on an Outcast kick for uh, a week ago, I was mm-hmm. on Outcast Kick, so I can understand that just every few years. Yeah. Kick. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Red so, Light Madonna. Totally, Red Light Madonna. Uh, mine is, and you, pretty much, I'm pretty sure you can guess what it's gonna be. It's, you know, as you know me. Is it the post posthumous um, music from? Mac Miller? Yeah, it is. The post-humorous album of Mac Miller. Circles. Uh, So, it's very intriguing album. I have not fully broken down the album yet. I will maybe do an album breakdown one day. Maybe that'll mm-hmm. be a nice little fun episode to do. Maybe some album breakdowns. Mm-hmm. After song breakdowns. After I do so much song breakdowns and how much research we did for this song. We could... I think it'd be fun to do breakdowns of our hits. Yeah, yeah, so, you like know. Like, our hits of the week. 
Yeah, so maybe we'll do it. Maybe I'll do an album breakdown one day. Maybe something like that. Uh, best I could do right now for that album breakdown is is literally you kind of just sort of just. It makes you want to cry, but also be so happy. Mm-hmm. And I, honestly, I'm so happy, happy that the first release single from that song was good news, because. A lot of people that listen to the album and a lot of people that first take of the album is that it's very sad because it is a cry for help. But honestly, you listen to Good News and he kind of sort of just brings to light. And I always think of this all the time is that everybody believes in, if you're religious, you believe in afterlife. Mm -hmm. So why be so afraid of death? If you believe in afterlife. Mm-hmm. And pretty much that's what the song is. Is just going, I'm not afraid of death because there's a better there's a better thing after death. Going, there's good news. There's mm-hmm. good news. I might be dying, but there's something there's something bread on the other side. Pretty much. Do you well this might be kind of a weird question. Do you think mm-hmm. he knew where he was headed? Uh Yes and no. I think, well, he definitely knew he had a drug problem. He's mm-hmm. definitely been rapping about his drug problem for probably like half a decade at that point. Mm-hmm. He'd been rapping about his drug problem. Um, and you could kind of see the revolution, revolution in his music. When you're a Mac Miller fan as much as I am, you could definitely see the rap, revolution in his music. I mean, he starts off saying that, you know, starts off in... In in around this time, actually, in two thousand nine, with things like kids and stuff like that, where he's saying pretty much that I'm doing this smoking weed. I'm never touching any hard drugs. Let the Hollywood people do that, and then you know, mm-hmm. he starts getting into the hard drugs. You know, a lot of people try to blame Ariana Grande and Hollywood like that, but you know, it's you know, it's a different thing. If it happens but, to people outside of Hollywood, you can't blame Hollywood for that. Yeah, so you know, it's not. It's it's one of those things where you know did Hollywood is did Hollywood can you say that Hollywood might have killed Mac Miller? Yeah, you could definitely make a case of that, but also at the same time you gotta say that you know Mac Mac Miller. We don't know if what this if if it would have happened in Pittsburgh or you know any other city. Mm-hmm. We don't know what his future was gonna hold if he didn't become famous. So. You know, um, but you know it's really it's really good because it just really just breaks down. The beats are amazing. I mean, Mac Miller was a mu- is he? I think I think if he would have survived long enough, I think he would have went down the, the as the prince of hip hop. Mm. I think he's literally that much of a musical genius as he, literally. It's it's literally music that he makes. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like it's not like like Young Jeezy's "My President" or something like that. You know, and not not to say that this on any of these songs or any, any other hip hop song, but it's but it's literally like he creates. He's creative. He creates a beat. He creates a beat to go with the lyrics. Mm-hmm. He creates something. It, it's a song of it's a creation. It's a process to make a song. While, you know, other people, they can make, other people can make a song in five minutes. Freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> freestyle. And it's freestyle. not very good. Yeah, it can freestyle a Billboard hit. Well, you know I mean? He's actually put a process together and every song is a, 
And you can just tell when you're listening to it, every song's a process. Yeah. Every song is just made, just it's it's magnificent. I mean, it's to you know, Kanye West gets all the credit in the world for doing this, but I, and Charles Cabino's kind of the same way. He's not as musical genius wise as as Mac Miller is because I mean, Mac Miller kind of did it by himself. While you know, Ludwig is the person that makes really most of Charles Cabino stuff mm-hmm. music music beat wise. But I mean, it's just amazing just to see just a person that can really just be this crafty as a musician mm-hmm. in the hip-hop category for sure. Um, so it's amazing to see that, just to, just to break down the album, uh, John Byron, who's the you know creator, who was the co-producer of these last two albums from Mac Miller, um, said he cried at the end of the album. He said it was just so sad to think that, you know, that's it. That's Mac Miller. It's, it's over after that, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't get anything else, so you know, it's it's very it's a very good album. It's sad just to know the outcome, just to definitely know the outcome of the album. It's mm-hmm. one of those things where you don't really ever really get that, and it's really cool to have kind of the first album where you kind of get to know the outcome of the album. Mm-hmm. You know, all these other albums are kind of like, you know, nope, people don't know they're gonna die or people aren't expecting to die. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of sort of like uh. Big ES. It's really Big ES or Tupac S. Mm-hmm. Where you kind of like, you kind of listen to the album and go, wow, this person knew that he was going to die. Mm-hmm. And you just sit there and you listen to Mac Miller and you're like, he really knows he's going to die. Um, but I at the same time, do I think that he knew he was going to die the way he was going to die? No. I mean, if anybody knows the case of Mac Miller, he was killed via a person selling him bad drugs. Mm. So, obviously, you know, you're not gonna guess, but I mean, at the end of the day, maybe you might guess that somebody one day you're gonna take a dose of bad drugs. Well, if you, I mean, it's the same thing that happened to Demi Lovato, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, she she almost died. Yeah, because somebody showed a dra- the guy sold her bad drugs. Yeah, it was a it was a thing in Hollywood for a while where a lot a lot of bad drugs was going around. Well, f- with the stuff with fentanyl. Yeah, it was fentanyl, but it was like laced with something else. Yeah. It was like fentanyl, but then it was laced with something else to try to make it a little bit more heavy hitting, mm-hmm. and it was just too strong. It was starting; to, it was killing people. Well, I think things laced with fentanyl. I think that was the problem, specifically with Demi Lovato, though. Yeah, because I like Demi Lovato, and mm-hmm. I was paying a lot of attention to that. Yeah, well, yeah, it was definitely, and I, and I, and Mac Miller's drug dealer has been charged with the crimes of that. Mm-hmm. And I want to say Demi Lovato's drug dealer got charged as well. He was. Yeah, that I say he got charged as well. So you know, they, they at least they get him off the streets for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So, it's really good. So I listened to that. Also listened to look uh, Eminem's new album. Uh, Grill is a good song. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of his better works post. I always say he's pretty much all everything he's putting out now is retirement music. He's mm-hmm. he's 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 post retirement at this point. Yeah. I mean everything he's it, all of it's he's doing it for fun, even though he sounds like and I made a joke on Facebook, he's 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 the hip hop's unwanted angry stepdad. Yeah. <laughs> so I I mean I'll get maybe I'll break down the album maybe next week or so, but I think I did a better breakdown of Mac Miller's album than mm-hmm. I, than 
that later on. Um, so, with this also, kind of give us a little corrections corner or kind of a makeup corner. Let's mm-hmm. say a makeup corner. Mm-hmm. So, you want to know what songs the business is known for producing? Yes. He's known for producing such hits, such as Every Girl by Young Money. Is that the one where they like holla at me in about ten years, Miley Cyrus? Because mm-hmm. I want to fuck every girl in the world. I just want up every girl in the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember that song. So he produced that song. Mm-hmm. He produced "The Winner" by Die Drake. Um, this song, it's I don't know if that was a Billboard hit, but it was. A, I, yeah, it's a good song by Drake. I like it. Uh, you like this one? He produces Trey Song "Say Ah." Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love me some Trey songs. Oh, girl, it's your birthday. And uh, he produced uh, the intro to, I believe it's the intro to Kendrick Moore's first album, Serene, oh. a.k.a. Master Splinter's Daughter. Okay. So he produced the intro to that one, too, as well. So that's pretty much his big big hit songs that he produced. Um, so, yeah, the business, he has a, he has a bit of a lengthy... Uh, you know, career. Yeah. Not the best, you know, music producer of all time, but he has hits. Well, he was trendy for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I say it's a he, but it's actually a duel based okay. out of Seattle, Washington. Uh-huh. They were trendy for a while. Mm-hmm. And he works a lot with Chris Brown, and I don't know the Chris, I don't listen to Chris Brown music, so I don't really know these songs, but... Oh, uh, well, tell me. If you know the song No Bullshit by Chris Brown, oh, or Strip by Chris Brown... I just want to see you strip right now, because it's late. So, he produced those, he produced those hits by Chris Brown as well. I think he works a lot with Chris Brown Ooh. as well. Probably doesn't work with Rihanna very much. <laughs> 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 So yeah, I, I guess with that said, I think this is this is a great first breakdown. This was a good first episode. Yeah, I think it's a great first breakdown. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great first song to pick. Mm-hmm. I think uh, definitely the cringiness that you feel of this song made it really fun. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find a song that you don't really know, that I know, that I can present to you. <laughs> Well, you know, if you tell me about the song, I'm gonna look up all the information on the song. Well, I'm not gonna. T- I'm gonna. I'm not gonna tell you about it. You're not gonna tell me. I tell you about the song. Yeah, and I I purposefully didn't listen to it <laughs> because I didn't want to be like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just a nerd as to look up all the information. You the think song. I'm not? <laughs> Don't you know me at all? <laughs> Don't you know me? Uh, <laughs> Lord. So, I, for everybody that listened to our first episode, thank you so much for listening to this first episode. It's so fun. And I hope you find this a little bit more, us a little bit more joking around and having a fun time. A little bit more than. A little bit than, more upbeat. And yeah, a little bit more upbeat than do Where's My Killer, even though we have a lot of fun on that. We as do, well. we do. So, I mean, honestly, if you honestly listen to do Where's My Killer as well, if you don't listen to that, listen to do Where's My Killer so you can. Get us in some true crime and more, even more research aspect of it. Mm-hmm. This one's more fun. This one, I can li- I can't not lie. This is a lot more fun because, I mean, I do a lot of research for this, but I mean, it's just a song. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's not, not that gonna, serious. It's not going to be like I have to figure out this person's life and present it to how this person wound up killing somebody or getting killed, and you know, I got to put out the layout of the town and you know layout of the surroundings and all that stuff yeah and just 
put up. It, it's just say fuck it. It was a song, dude. <laughs> it was a song. They made it. Jung, Jung Jeezy rapped this song in five minutes. It's not, it's not that much information. To it. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't put that much information into the song. I put more into information into the song than he did into his own song. <laughs> into his own song. <laughs> so, so I would say that we did a, a very great well at making a. Five a, a song that Young Jeezy literally took five minutes out of his life to do, and I made it into an hour plus. Yes. <laughs> so I say I did very well. Yeah. Thank you, Haley. Thank you. You're welcome. I needed that. Congratulations. Congrats. <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, um, Haley, do you have? I guess what do we do? We even promotion on the show? We we'll just do it on the do. Yeah. Where's my killer? Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll just do that and do Where's My Killer. So, with that said, we're out of here. Yeah, we out. Weezy out. Do you do you want to make a, a nice little joke on a crap or, or a cramp? Or... Don't go listening to cramp. <laughs> oh, no. You, put, you back me into a wall. <laughs> back me into a corner there. Just have a nice weekend, guys. Have a good week. Have a great week. See you next Monday. Enjoy. Bye. <laughs> That's a hit! That is a hit! Hallelujah!